Hey everybody, it's your podcast host, Kenneth Woodard. I'm the host of the Kingdom Podcast. And you know, a lot of people talk about how we are in a spiritual war, a spiritual battle. But very few people talk about how to engage in and win that battle, especially on the political right, who are oftentimes the ones who are saying that. And that's because they they know it to be true, right? They have a level of discernment to know that some of the things that are happening in the seven mountains of influence, including the political and government mountain, including the church mountain and education and military and other areas, they know that there's something behind the scenes that is spiritual. And so they're calling it out when they say we're in a spiritual war. But it takes someone who understands and knows the kingdom to come in and begin to give insight into how to engage in the spiritual war. Now, God's government is called the kingdom of God. And if you're going to engage spiritual powers, you had better be doing it as an agent of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. So we're going to talk about that today. But one of the main things that you can learn to do as an agent of the kingdom of God is understand and discern spiritual things. And one of the things I want to talk about is something that crisscrosses almost all of Christendom, whether you're Lutheran, Methodist, Catholic, Evangelical. Protestant, Word of Faith, Pentecostal. Something that we all have in common is communion. And I'm going to talk about communion from a perspective that you probably haven't heard yet. In fact, I'm going to assume you haven't. Yes, you've heard teachings on communion, but not like this one. And that's why I have titled this podcast, Declaring what you discern, declaring what you discern. In order to understand spiritual things, you have to discern what is happening in the spiritual realm. That was powerful, so let me repeat it. In under, in order to understand spiritual things, you have to discern what's happening in the spiritual realm. To discern means to decode, to rightly identify, to understand something. And when we talk about spiritual realm, we mean understanding something beyond your five senses. Your nose, eyes, ear, mouth, and hands may not tell you that you're dealing with a witch or may not tell you that you're in the presence of holy angels. But your spirit, otherwise known as your inner man, can know that you know that you know that it's the case. And that knowing that happens in the spiritual realm, in your spirit man, when that knowing hits your mind and formulates a correct idea of the nature of the spiritual realm, you, my friend, have just discerned. You've rightly 
discerned what's happening in the spirit realm. Oftentimes, when I wake up in the the first thing I hear in the morning is the Holy Spirit. It's just something that the Holy Spirit has graciously done for me. Most times, the first voice I hear in the morning is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Showing me something or telling me something that I know in my spirit, but because I'm just waking up, my mind doesn't fight it. And so there's an easier path to discerning in the level of my mind from my spirit because I'm just waking up. I haven't even fully come aware that I should be debating with the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes when you're fully awake, the Holy Spirit may prompt you or say something and then you fight it. You fight it because you're like, "Eh, is God really talking to me right now? You know, the Christian church went through a whole several year spate of trying to argue or decide, does God talk to his people? (laughs) And I'm so thrilled that we're, for the most part, beyond that now. We understand that God does talk. Now the whole thing is knowing how to discern who God is talking to and who he isn't because you don't want to be listening to everybody that says God talked to me. You have to discern whether or not God is really talking to that person. And the way you know that is by the fruit that they bear. When they say something, not only does it happen because a sorcerer can get things to happen supernaturally, not just does it happen, but when it happens, does it have the flavor and the effect of heaven? Does it come with peace instead of consternation? Does it come with joy instead of ridicule? Does it come with love instead of pride and jealousy? So the first thing I'm telling you now is definitionally what it means to spiritually discern. That means knowing moves from your spirit man up to your mind and you know. You know something true about the nature of the spirit realm. Once you discern, you should be able to declare. Declaration is one of the, without a doubt, most powerful things you will ever do as a Christian. You made a declaration when you first believed in Jesus Christ. That was the defining moment of your spiritual life. That declaration. When you said, I believe Jesus died for my sins, rose from the grave. His blood washes my sins away. And I accept Jesus into my life as my personal living Savior. When you made that declaration, that was the beginning of a sincere spiritual life. You were reborn into a new life. Declarations are one of the most powerful things that you can do as a Christian. Given that, look at the discernment and the declaration that is involved in communion. What I'm setting up here is that you are more spiritually powerful than you think. And I want you to understand that from the context of communion. But then I want you to apply it to other areas, 
That's where I'm going. So now you know the roadmap. Jesus said, and this is also backed up by the, uh, the Apostle Paul. And it's backed up in scripture many times. But Jesus said that you should be taking communion. He didn't give a number once a month, once a week. He said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Which I love. This is one area where Jesus kind of left it open. So there's no condemnation for you to say, hey, you don't take communion enough or you don't do it as often as I do it. This is one of the things that are left open. And so he says, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Now, Paul, the apostle, who had tons and tons of revelation on communion. I believe he's one of those people who did it often. And he just had a lot of revelation on this on this particular topic. Paul said, when you take communion, you need to, here's that D word, discern. You need to discern the body of Christ. What does that mean? That means the appropriate way to take communion is to have a spiritual knowing that what you're about to do in the spirit realm is to consume the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. Some of you theological students out there will understand this to be the quote-unquote doctrine of transubstantiation. But for those who don't know that word, good, because I'm not going there. All you need to know is that Jesus was literally saying, this is my body. There is no ambiguity. That's not a poetic term. That's not personification or personified phraseology. It's literal. He said, this is my body. Take it. He blessed it. He broke it. This is my body that's broken for you. This is my blood poured out. Drink it. Drink of me. Matter of fact, one of the things that Jesus did before he died, this is is not at the Last Supper. This is quite a ways before the Last Supper. One of the times when he wanted to, what we call, thin the herd. You know, his following was starting to get really big. And so Jesus wanted to kind of test out true discipleship. And the way he did that, of course, was to turn around and tell his followers, the crowd, it's in your Bible. He said, my body is bread indeed and my blood is drink indeed if you eat me and you drink me you will have everlasting life now this was a very problematic statement because the people who heard it understood it to be literal like I'm telling you it is And they understood it 
to be literal to the point that they literally said, and the Bible tracks this language. The Bible says that the, the followers of Jesus said, this is a hard saying. This is a hard saying. Who can stand it? Who can bear it? Who can live with this revelation? In other words, how do I get myself to believe that eating this man's flesh and drinking his blood is going to give me everlasting life? They said, look, everything else we've heard from you, we've taken literally seriously. We've acted on it. This one right here is hard. And the Bible says that many disciples left Jesus that day. And of course, you know, maybe if you read your Bible, you know that Jesus then turns around to some of his closest disciples. your Peter, John, and James, those 12. He said, will you also leave me? Peter, speaking for the group as he often does, said, Lord, <laughs> even if we wanted to leave you, where would we go? I'm embellishing a little bit. His words were, to whom can we go? Where can we go? You have the words that give eternal life. Now, Peter oftentimes says things that are way more powerful than even he realizes. That was one of those times. Because Jesus is bread indeed. And not only is he the person bread, but his word itself, the word that comes out of Jesus' mouth. That word is bread because he's the bread of life, the manna that came from heaven. And so even by eating Jesus's words into your spirit, it gives you or it grants you everlasting life, which is what Peter said, which was confirming what Jesus was trying to get the crowd to understand. And so going back to our roadmap, you have to discern that communion is the body of Jesus that gives you eternal life. It is the blood that you drink that gives you eternal life. Is that hard to understand or to take in? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because these things are spiritually discerned. If you can't spiritually discern that, that's something you need to pray into. Lord, give me spiritual discernment. So that I can discern the body and the blood the next time I take communion. The other cool piece here is he says discern the body of Christ. We're all in the body of Christ. So when you take communion, you should also be thinking about the collective. And a lot of times when I take communion, now I wouldn't say a lot of times, but there have been some times that I feel connected to the body of Christ, even though I'm not around them. I may be in my home taking communion, but I feel a connection because of the discernment, because the body of Christ is me, is us, and it's him. And there's no time, space, distance, separation, distinction in, in, uh, in so many terms in the spirit realm. Okay, so first you get to the level where you discern. And just as a disclaimer, so that no one misinterprets, I'm not saying there's no distinction between you and Jesus, but uh, there is a, a weight 
to the words in John 14 through 16 when Jesus says, I wish that you would be one as me and my father are one. Spiritually speaking, you can get to a place where you're hidden in him, to where there's no distinction, where people, when they see you, they see him. And they can't tell where you end and Jesus begins. Obviously, there's still a, a distinction, but it's a matter of relativity. So that's discernment. Now let's talk about declaration. Jesus declared something when he said, this is my body. That was, he was saying that. I like to fashion it this way. That bread that he had in his hand was no longer ordinary bread when he made the statement, this is my body. Boom. The spiritual concoctment of that bread change because of the declaration that he made over it supersedes the material realm because he was speaking from a spiritual place this is my body when you take communion and you say this is his body you accomplish the same thing if you do it in faith faith the size of a mustard seed So you've already discerned. Now you're putting words, spiritual words behind what you discern. In your spirit that is communicated to your mind, you know this is the body and the blood of Christ. Now you're going to use your mouth to make a declaration. This is the body and the blood of my Lord Jesus that gives me eternal life. This is his blood. I know it's just some grape juice here, but now that I've made the declaration, it's far more than grape juice. I know this is just old world rye bread, but now that I've made this declaration, it's far more than just rye bread or whatever you use. That declaration just shifted the whole physical nature and spiritual nature of the food you had in your hand. Now, many people have the faith to believe that. But where I want to take you is that if you can accurately discern and declare the body of Christ and the blood of Christ in a, in a communion session, how is that any different than discerning a mountain that needs to be moved and declaring mountain you move into the sea. That, in essence, is where your power lies as a kingdom of God official. That's where your power is. You discern in the spirit, you declare, and it happens. And you may not sense it happening with your five senses, but in the spirit realm, The shifts are great. The shifts are massive. And and that's one of the curious things. You can't see angels get, get up and go when you speak, but it happens. You don't always notice in the natural realm the impact of your words when they are spirit and when they are light. But that doesn't mean it's not happening. It's happening at a measure that will blow your mind. You would be arrested just... I mean, you, you, would be, you would be confused at your own power 
if you could see everything that you accomplished in the spiritual realm when you discerned and decreed. So maybe it's better that we don't know or can't see it all the time. So what are some ways that you can apply this? You apply it to your physical healing. If there is something in your body going wrong, number one, it's not God's design. He's not getting you back. That is something that you should discern. First of all, this is not from God. This is from the enemy. The enemy brings this ease. The Lord brings ease. Remember, he said, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. So the Lord brings ease. My burden is easy. The devil brings dis-ease. Dis means the opposite of. The devil brings a yoke, a heavy yoke. So the Lord brings ease and a light yoke. The devil brings dis-ease and a heavy yoke. So if anything is dis-ease, disease, or a heavy yoke, you know what's from the enemy. And so what you want to do is discern, first of all, that's from the enemy. Enemy, I see that you are working in and somehow have gotten access to my body in a way that's causing disease. You don't belong there. And then you put words to it. Now that you've spiritually discerned words, you declare, I command you, disease, to get out of my body. You have no right to my body. Stop affecting me and leave now in Jesus' name. Because through him, and his name, I have eternal life, and eternal life has nothing to do with disease. Similarly, you can speak to a heavy yoke. Excuse me, devil. I see that you're trying to make me work harder, not smarter. And I'm noticing that the more work I do, the less money I get. Now, that's not kingdom, and that's not the blessing. So I command you to stop fiddling with my time, my efforts, my energy, and my money. That's okay to say. I didn't say you have to ask the, to be rich. I didn't, I didn't even go there. That's a different lesson. I'm just saying you declare, devil, I loose from myself every heavy yoke. I break off the heavy yoke. I come out from under every heavy yoke that you've implemented in my life. And I receive the liberating freedom based on the word of God that says, who the sun sets free is liberated indeed, is free indeed. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I take off your yoke. And I put on liberty in Jesus' name. That Those words and that discernment along with it, attached to it, have great power. And you will see change happen in your life. And that's all predicated on what you've already been doing, which is communion. You just didn't know the process of discerning and declaring in the spirit. Now you do. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me over email. 
Email is thekingdompodcaster at gmail.com. You could also go to my website, kennethwoodard.com, K-E-N-N-E-T-H-W-O-O-D-A-R-D.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope to catch you on the next podcast with your host, Kenneth Woodard, doing Kingdom Lessons on the Kingdom Podcast. God bless.